0: This episode of P.F.'s Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. Now, on with the show. Hi, you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. My name is Jackie Cation, and you've chosen wisely. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Mary Mack goes from polka band leader to stand-up comedian.
1: We were awful, and then I'd have to talk a lot between the songs to stop for time, because that's a four-hour gig when you're doing a polka band gig. So i talk a lot, and pretty soon people were like, well, we kind of like the talking more than the songs or more than the music.
0: We we're more from Mary in just a bit. We'll also discuss dad rock a little bit, and also play Some clips from our sister show, Rock Solid, involving me, uh, if you can stand that. We'll have the hottest record in the world. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. U.S. officials have released documents found at Osama bin Laden's secret compound in Pakistan during a raid in 2011. The documents, 103 papers and videos in all, include a number of translated letters, notes, and other material detailing Al-Qaeda operations, as well as several unreturned VHS tapes from Blockbuster Video. Five of the world's largest banks are to pay fines totaling $5.7 billion for charges including manipulating the foreign currency exchange market. Four of the banks, JP Morgan, Barclays, Citigroup, and RBS have agreed to plead guilty to U.S. criminal charges. The fifth, UBS, will plead guilty to rigging benchmark interest rates. (laughs) I bet they won't try that again. Japanese airbag maker Takata said the mechanisms in the airbags of almost 34 million cars are defective and it will lead to the largest recall in U.S. automotive history affecting models from 11 car makers. The number is double previous estimates for faulty airbags in the manufacturer. U.S. regulars said Takata has still not found the cause of the defects. Conservative lawmakers balked at the finding of regulators saying that if people were killed by faulty airbags they would know next time not to buy that type of vehicle. Los Angeles became the largest city in the U.S. to agree to a $15 minimum wage. The city council voted 14 to 1 to pass the law in a victory for the national campaign to raise wages for low-paid workers. Seattle and San Francisco have already agreed to increase their minimum wage to $15 by 2017 and 2018, respectively. The move is being roundly criticized by people who think that poor people are lazy and have too much money already. The wedding of Bristol Palin, a reality television personality, and the daughter of former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin, has been called off, Sarah Palin said in a Facebook post. The impending nuptials ended much like Mrs. Palin's term as Alaska governor. And finally, Saudi Arabia advertised vacancies for eight executioners Tuesday after beheading nearly as many people since the start of the year as it did in the whole of 2014, which means you can do whatever the hell you like as long as you have enough oil. And that's been Fake News with me. kind of an odd dumb bit this week uh i was gonna play some clips from uh, i guess what we kind of call our uh a show that we're friends with rock solid as many of you uh fans may know regular listeners may know that uh we're friends with the rock solid folks uh pat francis and all his uh, pals and gals over there hey pals and gals i like that um let's let's make that a thing if we can anyway uh his rotating co-host of course over there uh discuss music new and old and uh well every now and then something like this happens
2: Yep, that was on my list too. I love the Pet Shop Boys. I'm assuming so much. I'm assuming P. F. Wilson is uh, is is pleased with that choice. I think uh, that's he's the like dude player. who loves ABC, right? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah, he yes. tweeted and said Lexicon loves yes, yes, the Yes, yes, yes. That's P. F. Wilson. Yeah. yeah, he's a
0: big fan of initials.
2: Yeah, <laughs> anything with initials. <laughs> you're like, I love the Pet Shop Boys so much.
0: That from episode 199 of Rock Solid, uh, rock, uh, rock and Roll Compass, I believe, was the title of the episode. They played songs with North, East, South, or West, or Northern or Southern or Eastern or Western in the title. And fact, rightly uh, mentioning that I, of course, uh, was enjoying the, uh, the selection of Pet Shop Boys. Although if I was choosing a Pet Shop Boys song with West in the title, because uh, everyone's heard uh, West End Girls, I would have gone with their cover of the Village People's Go West. Yeah. This
3: is
0: So other correct statements in that uh, in that uh, clip, of course, were that um, I do love ABC. Um, Kyle Dotson is right. I do love initials uh, because uh, I'm BF. And I, although, actually, of course, as we all know, uh, my my favorite group is OMD. One, the Beach Boys, who aren't really a, an initial group, but but OMD. And I do love ABC. The lexicon of Love. I guess my fa- second favorite album ever. Uh, I guess after Pet Sounds would be. The Lexicon of Love by ABC, so that is also correct. And another thing I thought was interesting in that episode, uh, if I could get to it real quick, is uh, that uh, they came up with a discussion about uh, the the Pat Shop Boys being gay, which they are. But um, and April was like, you didn't know that. Friend of the show, by the way, April was uh, on our show a couple weeks ago. Go back and listen to that. And and she was like, you didn't know the the Pat Shop Boys were gay, and I guess Pat never thought about it. You know what? And I, even though we all knew all along. And it, it wasn't confirmed until I think the two thousands when Neil Tennant did an interview in a magazine and said, "Oh, by the way," but um, I always think of the the Pet Shop Boys as being English first. And, and O'Neil was always afraid. In the documentary, uh, the Pet Shop Boys, uh, the documentary, which I highly recommend, uh, he says that they didn't want to be have all their stuff seen through a, a gay prism. Which, and you know, I, I don't know if I buy that. I think he maybe was just a little bit of uh, afraid of the reaction. But anyway, um, I always see them as being English first and everything through an English prism, primarily. And I would say them, Madness, uh, the Smiths, they are a lot maybe Blur as falls that kind of... There just seem to be very English groups. There's a lot of English words and phrases. That, I, I mean, not English language phrases. I mean, like, British. They use British phrases a lot in their music. So they just kind of what struck me as much more British first, uh, as opposed to being gay or anything else, for, for that matter, or an electronic duo or a disco group, or whatever else you want to call them. Okay, so there's that. Now, um... Uh, I, I, Again, I came up uh, on the Rock Solid podcast. How about that? Uh, Pat did a show where you uh, had to buy this show a dollar Little experiment he's doing. I gladly paid for it because I I got a shout out on it.
2: Uh, next gentleman on my list is pf wilson pf wilson i'm pf dodson this is pf wilson mm-hmm. he has a podcast called pf's uh, tape recorder i've been on that show twice now uh, pf's a great guy our musical tastes are not the same he likes stuff like uh orchestral maneuvers in the dark and you know all that kind of stuff and i like those bands hits but i would never delve into one of those mm-hmm. albums he likes abc and uh and all that stuff and i and i like uh journey so uh but he has a song here called stone cold yesterday and the band is called am i saying that right how would you say this band name the the connells i was gonna say yeah the connells or the connells i would say connells over connells yeah we don't know how to say these but let's hear (laughs) stone cold yesterday So I just said our musical tastes are different, and God damn it, PF, if uh if I don't like this song. It's from an album called One Simple Word. I like that. That sounded like um not R- maybe early R E M, maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Especially it's jangly making- pop guitar, which I do love.
0: Yeah. Again, not wrong. That album was produced. Well, I don't know that album was produced by Mitch Easter, but a lot of the Connells' early stuff was produced by Mitch Easter. He, of course, produced the first couple of REM uh, albums and their first EP as well so yes a a valid comparison there and by the way um i don't know if i'm doing them a favor but if you folks are familiar with freegal i've mentioned them before freegal is a service that is hooked up with the uh, with many uh, public libraries across the country you can stream music from there if you have a library card you can also download up to seven tracks a week and as far as i know i spoke to the guy that runs it as far as i know the bands get paid he says it depends on their digital contracts i'm afraid maybe if you like If you buy it in iTunes, maybe they make a couple more cents than if you download it from Freegal. But as far as I know, uh, Freegal, the band is getting paid, and uh, you go there and you can find all the Connell stuff, and uh, it's brilliant. So I recommend just download all of it. Don't even don't even cherry pick. Just download all of it. All right. So that's uh, the appearance there on Rock Solid. Thank you to Pat Francis. And Pat will be on our show in two weeks. So like June 6th or 7th or whatever the Sunday is in there. He'll be on a special edition of PS Tape Recorder. We're doing another Your Favorite Band. And Pat will discuss Cheap Trick. Now, uh, onto the dad rock thing. Uh, Pat, uh, speaking of Pat Francis, was on a show called Dad Rock, which is from uh, a couple of fellows over to the USA Today. They are editors over there, and they are uh, Patrick Foster and Jim Lenahan, and they started a podcast called Dad Rock. And Pat was a guest on it. Uh, they have, I think, 10 episodes plus some bonus stuff in there so far. It's uh, on SoundCloud, but you can also find it in iTunes, and we'll have the links on the Podbean page, as most of you are listening to this Uh, through another means other than Podbean. Most actually are coming from iTunes, uh, from what the statistics tell me. But go to pfradio.podbean.com. We'll have all the links for everything we discuss on the show, and particularly to the uh, Dad Rock podcast from USA Today. I'm kind of jumping around listening to it. I listened to the episode with Pat first because I wanted to hear him, and then I listened to a little bonus track they had talking about how folks – uh, the, dads, older guys, uh, lose interest in music around the age of 33. They talked to a guy from Spotify. They have statistics to to back this up, and you know, and of course, it's, uh, it applies to some folks. It doesn't apply to all of us, of course. So, uh, I'm going back to listen to episode one, which was pretty good. They discussed what dad rock was, and mostly what they boiled it down to was it's like older rock, like uh, Bruce Springsteen and Jackson Brown. Uh, yuck. No, I'm I, uh, actually, there's groups just never took with me. And it's it's funny because I, the guys I grew up with, uh, my friend Bob, who actually lives in Washington, D.C., by the way, where USA Today is headquartered, um, he uh, loves Bruce Springsteen, loves Bob Dylan, but also likes a lot of the stuff I like, all the new wavy stuff. So I think he's kind of, in a way, has a wider musical palette than I do. But uh, look, Dylan and Springsteen are fine, but it just it just never took with me. So anyway, and then the other thing that determined was dad rock was uh, what we call uh, uh, a triple-A uh, rock and Roll, which is uh, you know, Wilco, uh, you know, things like that. It's more, I guess, folksy, rootsy kind of stuff. So I recommend listening to the Dad Rock podcast on USA Today. And uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, what here? I'll actually leave a little more of the uh, Connells as we head on into the big interview with Mary Mack. And this is a song called Slackjaw. This is from their very brilliant album Ring from 1993. Probably their best album overall. Do get that one and then work yourselves around their catalog. And uh, on to the interview with Mary Mack. Mary Mack is a comedian originally from Wisconsin, which she spent a lot of time in Nashville, Tennessee, playing polka music, of all things. She is very funny, she is very talented. Uh, here is our interview with Mary Mack. I do have to note for you though that for some reason my voice sounds weird. It's not like too high or too low or anything. It's just a little distorted. Which if you're listening on speakers is probably fine. If you're listening to headphones, it might be a little annoying, but I think it'll be okay. It was a great talk with Mary Mack. Here it is.
1: Okay, are
0: you there? Yeah, any better?
1: It's slightly better.
0: Hmm. So, this um, weird. I'm I wonder what the deal is. I think maybe
1: I'm just in a bad area. I think
0: it might that might be. Although you're coming through pretty loud and clear for a cell phone, so I I don't okay, know. You
1: know what it is? You got it's real. Um, whatever you're talking into is real bassy.
0: Oh. So I don't, hmm.
3: Oh,
1: so it's and jumbled together. I wish I wish you had a control over the upper frequency
0: hmm. No, I don't I, I don't think I don't think that I do. Hmm. Uh let me think. I could try I'll push
1: it against my ear and then if I if I miss something I'll just ask you. Alright. I wanted to I wanna make sure I have a real positive um interview yes. and then I mention new things because sometimes I get I think you're like a therapist wait, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save my talk.
0: Okay. Well, let me, let me walk you into the podcast because I want to use this for the podcast too, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, so you do you do Skype because Skype will record for you?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I record into Audacity from it, so. And it sounds. Oh, okay. so, so it
1: links from your
3: microphone
0: to. I, I have a mixer that. Uh, and usually it, it works fine. I, I Although I, I talked to Paul McCurio Skype to Skype the other day. That's probably why mm. that worked okay. But yeah, sometimes cell phones sound okay, and sometimes. Uh, not so good. Maybe like it, huh. ca- it depends on the signal that's reaching you. But
1: yeah, I'm learning. I learn. I like learning about it.
0: Um. So well. Uh. I guess we'll do like a soft open, like Marin does, then, and uh, just get right into it. Um. So I. I. I guess it's been a while since <laughs> we spoke. I was looking back. It's. It's been gosh uh, years, and it seems like it hasn't been that long. I. I spoke to your lunghead. Really? I spoke to your lunghead husband last year, and.
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, I, I know the uh, city pages rotate different comedy writers. Yeah. But how are you doing? I mean, you got your podcast going, yep. so that's awesome.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, I think it depends on who actually requests somebody first, and I don't know if... I've never met Patrick, but I, don't, I think he if he might be higher in the batting order because he's been there longer because sometimes i'll request somebody and uh my my editor will say oh no that's that's already taken but i think i think patrick gets pick Mm -hmm. of the litter but he doesn't do it as often as i do i do like two a week and then i try to record them for the podcast so it just all depends i guess yeah well i it's
1: good to hear your voice again yes that i get to talk to
0: you Had, had fun talking to your husband uh Last year, too. That was, um. Yeah. I think that was last year. You guys were performing together in Minneapolis. Maybe it was last fall. Does that sound right? We
3: really were.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: ah, shoot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, we're good at acting, but um, I cannot, for the life of me, remember. It all blends together, and I, sometimes I'll go to a state in a plane, Get a rental car, drive four hours, get, do a show, drive, stay the night, drive back, go to go on a plane back, back home, and I, I'll do my taxes and get a ten ninety nine from them, and I'll not even remember doing the show. Wow. So I don't. They all kind of.
0: All kind of run together. in together. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was gonna call the call and ask why they sent me the money, and then I <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell I guess I went to Ohio I didn't remember that
0: <laughs> that's funny
1: um yeah yeah but I love doing shows with Tim but he um he, I didn't you know we can't always do that because right. we well, we take pay cuts because
0: oh um, well, yeah because someone you know, has to we, someone features could and could someone headlines making, yeah. yeah we could uh, be uh,
1: making headline money but right. but I have a great lineup for Acme I'm so stoked I always try to bring somebody new yeah. who I think the club should see and um, I'm bringing an old friend from, so back from my days of going around with Verbiglia. Oh wow. Uh, I'm bringing uh, a, a gal that was stopped in, uh, her name is Jacqueline Novak, so I'm gonna have her middle, and um, she is such a good rider. I hadn't seen her for eight years, and then I saw her last October in New York City, where she lives. And uh, recording a short set, and it was so great, and so well written. So I'm like, yeah, I got to get this gallon. I, I'm I'm a, I'm pro lady.
3: Well, really? yeah. I'm
1: pro lady, and then I'm gonna have um, Earl Elliott is going to host, and he's wonderful. He's from from Minneapolis. So.
0: Well, he's, you're taking he's
1: care- uh, yeah, he'll take care of the drinking, jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, let's get some. Let me see. Uh, so, so many things to talk about here that you just mentioned there. I didn't realize that you uh, knew Berbiglia or were, were friends with Berbiglia. How did I not know that?
1: Oh yeah, when he was starting doing the Comedy Central tour way back, it was fun. I mean, he likes music. I like music, and we just had a great time. And I I just did a the shows that I could on on his uh, mostly on the Midwestern parts of the tour, but. Um, you know, I, didn't, I was always like, Noah, I don't need a plane ticket. I got it. And I didn't know a thing for going so good for him. I should have took all the plane
3: oh,
0: tickets okay. he offered. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was kind it of a quick rise great. for him. And uh, so how did you get to know him? Just from, were you paired up with him one time at a show? Or did, how did how did that come about? I
1: don't remember. I totally forgot. Uh. Um, I have no idea. I don't know if we... He had no idea. He just asked me to come and do some shows. On He was driving that van with the a He had this van he was driving around with Jeff Tate, and, um, who's from Ohio.
0: Oh, yeah, and I know. Jeff's a good friend of ours.
1: Uh, yeah, those guys are such fun. there was just so much fun. And, um, it was just real laid back. And
0: oh, I didn't know you knew Jeff. Huh.
1: Yeah, we had a great time, but yeah. I didn't go on as many as Jeff because I was doing um well, I had a lot of colleges I was doing at the time, so uh, okay. that pubs, uh, and I just could do it, you know, when I could do it. so.
0: Okay. Well, um, in the time between we where we left off, where we got cut off by the cell signal, and uh, and we rejoined it here, I was able to go back and revisit the piece I wrote about Tim. So I thought it'd be funny to play a little. He said, she said. <laughs>
3: Okay. So he says. Well, let's like see. Yes, game? yes.
0: I'll be Bob Eubanks. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> no, no questions about Whoopi. I promise. Um, unless it's Goldberg. But um, let me see. Uh, well, so he says that uh, w- when he first saw you, he was he he was pretty much smitten right from the start. Does, does that does that sound correct?
1: <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know it. Um, but um, <laughs> he's sweet. He's nice. So. Maybe, but here's the story that I tell everybody: is we we met doing the Acne Funniest Person in the Twin Cities contest, and that has been oh my god, twelve or thirteen years ago. And um, went through all the rounds, you know, hundreds of people, and yeah. we both got to the final round. I was horrible, but we got we got to the final round, and Tim uh, won it, and then. He, he told my friend, you know, she's like, Oh, Mary Matt got robbed. She should have got second.
0: Huh. So
3: <laughs>
1: that's my love story with Tim
0: Hart. Well what what did you think of him?
3: And I still married him.
0: I know. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So what did you think of him back <laughs> what did you think of him back then? Like me while the contest was going on? I mean did Well, did you... you know, I didn't even
1: know anybody. I did I didn't do comedy. I, I didn't know any of the com- comedians. I just would get up in the morning and try to write something funny the day of that round in the competition because I, I didn't really know how comedy worked. I'd never really seen comedy or, um you know, I just, just uh, and I didn't socialize. I didn't go to open mic either. I just would show up <laughs> at these contest rounds. And what was so fun for me was that um, my performing before that was like mostly in classical music or cold yeah. band or different pit orchestras. And my brothers, none of my family really wanted to come to that. But suddenly, I'm doing these contest nights, and um, my my two brothers want to come hang out with me and drink beer at the comedy bar. And it's like, what? This is this is great. <laughs> this is something we can do as a family. <laughs> and um, that's all I really was you know i i i uh, didn't really know the comics. I just would show up and and do my few minutes and <laughs> that I wrote that morning and um people felt sorry enough for me to pass me through the next <laughs> level and yeah interesting I, I now i i wish I could um now i wish I guess I do try that I'm always trying new things, but of course you got all your. All your tried and true materials you can fall back on
0: when you're when you're old. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, because you had come from a music background, you had been fronting bands and just kind of developed a a, a a sense of humor from from that between songs. Is is isn't that how you kind of got into it?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think you put that in one time. Yeah, that was. I think the first time
0: we spoke. Uh, th- yeah. We'd,
1: yeah. We'd, you have a good memory. Um, yeah. Because I had a. Um, I had a polka band in in Nashville, Tennessee, for like five years. So I teach in the day, and then um, as many nights as we could book, um, which weren't, weren't too many. Um, I played. I arranged music and uh, rehearsed with, and then played in a polka band in in Nashville, Tennessee, where I went to uh, graduate school, and I taught schools on there. So um, we were awful. And then I'd, huh. I'd have to talk a lot between the songs to stop for time because that's a four-hour gig.
3: Wow! You know, when
1: you're doing a polka band gig, um, so I talk a lot, and um, uh, pretty soon people were like, "Well, we kind of like the talking more than the songs, or more than the music." And that's never. I still wasn't thinking about comedy at that point. I just was. Because you don't want to hear that as a band, of course.
3: Right, right.
1: And then, uh, yeah, and then the uh, drummer started signing me up for open mics and, and comedy and all that. And I liked it because I didn't have to carry anything and um, people would listen. So uh, it was a different crowd than the the drunk vocal crowd, you know?
0: Do you ever miss the drunk Which, vocal actually, crowd?
1: I guess they're still drunk. They're just quieter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess it depends on the joke, though. Um, do you uh, do you miss yeah. the polka thing, though, or do you do you still do it every now and then, or is that a, is that a long gone? I,
1: in that polka band uh, has been disbanded for quite a long time. But I I play once a year with my old band director from high school. Oh. We do a uh, yeah, we do a Octoberfest in in August <laughs> first of in Danbury, Wisconsin, and we play, and we just play to get together, and we sound pretty bad, too, but, um, but I, and then after that, I only play if somebody asks me to, to do something, but I'm real rusty. That's one of the things you kind of, uh besides having children, playing clarinet can be one of the things that falls by the wayside <laughs> when you are doing comedy full-time. I don't know how Emo does it. He must, you must
0: get home more than I do. Yeah, um, you're from Wisconsin, and I guess I don't. I know a lot of people from Wisconsin, a lot of comics, uh, Jackie Cation, your husband, of course, and a couple other people. Um, oh, yeah. I think Pete Lee is yeah. from there. Is is Wisconsin like a big polka destination? Is it? it is. Okay. It is. Well, because we w- usually have the Midwest Polka uh, Society has
1: the yearly, you know, week party there. Uh, oh. usually somewhere around Merrill, Wisconsin, and then Minnesota uh, has got uh you know two of the only polka channels remaining. So um it's sad. it's sad it's dying out i I, I uh, it's a lot of work to poke it uh, you
3: know
1: yeah, well, I asked because
0: the where I come from in Cleveland, Another huge, huge oh, polka city. Yes,
3: that's a huge one. Yeah,
0: yeah. In fact, when I was a kid, there was a show on. Well, there were two shows on Sundays uh, that were locally produced. One was called the Gene Carroll Show, and it was just a general talent show that anybody could go on. And that was followed at one o'clock by Polka Varieties, an hour-long polka show. Yeah. And it ran for years and okay. years. Yeah, yeah. Oh
1: man, I have to look that one up. Um, there's one in Minnesota like that, and then of course people would watch the Lawrence Walk Show.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but I, that was before before my time. But I, I still will look it up, you know. And I, I know Cincinnati has a giant uh, German Fest, too.
0: They do. So, um, but it's weird that I, I, having lived here for almost 20 years now... The polka thing doesn't seem as big, although the cultural part of it seems to be bigger. It's really strange. I don't know. It's this guy's Clevelanders yeah, like the polka. Yeah,
1: like the sausage. You guys are embracing the sausage and the oh, yeah. more than the music. Oh yeah, right.
0: That's true. Yeah, I would say that's an accurate assessment. in, in, in Cleveland, well, they do have festivals. It's it's a lot about the polka, and uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Pulaski, Wisconsin, um, what uh, they had
1: the record, the Guinness Book record or something like that for for most people involved in a polka band or something because oh, wow. they made every person in the town so they would make the headlines be in some sort of polka band and um, that was kind of the running gig down by Green Bay.
3: Wow. It was
1: a, it was a big deal. Yeah, I went to college down um, an hour and a half south the Green Bay. And um, Oshkosh, and I went to school with so many kids that were in polka bands, and they were, you know, even music majors. They just were grew up in like farming families, and and they were just in in a polka band with their family. And that doesn't happen anymore, you know.
3: Yeah. So I I,
1: uh, I recommend two documentaries. One okay. documentary. Okay. With Don Candy, Don Candy, uh, um, Eugene Levy, and. Uh, Rick Moranis, um, The Last Polka
0: That's I, an old HBO special I think I have about that about On videotape somewhere Is that the one about the Schmengies? Oh,
1: about
0: The Schmengie Brothers what? The Schmengies, the yeah the I was
1: Brothers. just going to bring
0: They're that great. up Because they, one of my favorite sketches from Second City Is the Schmengie Brothers uh, When they do a new wave uh-huh. special Because of course I'm a big fan of the new wave music of the 80's and of course, they had this. That, uh, one show they all new. They covered "Wishing" by a flock of seagulls, and which they got a flock of the seagulls. And
1: <laughs> I gotta look that up. Oh my God! It I've got
0: okay. it on DVD somewhere, and they, it might be on YouTube. I know they might. I think they have a YouTube channel now. But the Schwengi's on the new wave. For, yeah, the last polka. They're trying to do a, a sword yeah. fight with lightsabers in the stadium, and the, and I remember the light guy saying, "Those are toys. They're not going to show up on the light." And they're dressed like Michael Jackson, trying to. Th- yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah.
1: I mean, and then um, the other one is a true one. And um, they might do some uh, scenes from um, Ohio, but um, they focus a lot on New Jersey and that area. Um, that's called um, In Heaven There Is No Beer.
0: Now, the Frank Yankovic song from Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, I just got that on iTunes the other day. How funny.
1: You, you did. But, but it's a, it's also the name of a documentary.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Um,
3: that's yeah awesome. and the
1: documentary's great. it's really fun so um but yeah i i, I used to write a little bit about polka band and oh wow. I, I i'm making uh, putting out a new c d finally because i i started to hate myself less and <laughs> um i uh I didn't even know I had told some stories on it last year when I recorded it i told a t- i you know did a couple polka bits, so I I hope I keep them. I, I hope they stay in the CD because um, I it it uh, personalizes it quite a bit. Oh yeah, I think. So I um, I'm trying to we keep those in
3: there.
0: And there, and there are people that you know that some people will probably just you know understand because everybody knows what polka music is. But the people that get it will really get it, and that that that's always so funny, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, Can I tell you something else about my CD? I don't know if we're supposed to talk about CDs. No, no, yeah, absolutely. Talk away. It's kind of regional like that um, where um, my cover art is at our our fairs and mostly at the state fair, the crop art or the seed art is really big. Like, people do paintings but with seeds. Okay, yeah. I've heard of that. Like, yeah, that's a huge event at our state fair. So uh, the uh, my cover of my album is is was done and it's a portrait of me done in seeds. Oh wow! <laughs> I know. Except for when they shrink it down to CD size, you can't tell as much. Oh
3: so uh, yeah. I hmm. gotta
1: find a way to make it more clear. Maybe Photoshop can define the seeds or something a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know, but. But that's, uh, well, you can die and when somebody makes your image in seeds. There's really (laughs) nothing left to achieve in the world. You've reached it. So
0: (laughs) when does the CD come out? Or tentatively, when does it come out?
1: Well, I'm aiming for um, Labor Day because I perform Labor Day weekend. I do the state fair Labor Day weekend. So um, I wanted to uh, uh, release it
0: at the fair. <laughs> now, is it the Minnesota State Fair or the Wisconsin State Fair? Oh,
1: yeah. I Minnesota. I do the Minnesota State Fair. Although okay. I wish I, I could do the Wisconsin yeah, State Fair. Yeah, that would, that would make be more really sense. fun. I just haven't uh, been contacted to do it, which is strange because a lot of my jokes are Wisconsin esque. Well, sure. Jokes.
0: And you're from there, yeah. And you know what they say about our State Fair?
1: Ohio, if, Ohio has a good State Fair, too. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a great State Fair. Uh, don't miss it and don't even be late.
1: Oh my gosh! I'll, do, you know I'll do, I'll,
0: do you know that? you know old on song?
1: It. I'm out here. <laughs> um, a lot of the words you, you're saying, I I'm not making out. Uh, okay. Um, but but um, just in just in case I answer you weirdly, I, I uh, Oh no, that's that's fine. Some of them. Yeah, I wonder if your quote is fine since it was since we're both getting signal.
0: I don't know. it's uh, it's very strange. Well, I've, I have time for one more question here for you. I want to get back to the he said, she said thing uh, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, Tim says that you, know, you guys have a place up north there in Minnesota where you guys go to recharge. Um, yeah. Okay, that's, that's, I don't doubt that. But then he says up that uh, you'll, you'll bounce ideas off each other, but usually he's the one doing the bouncing. He, he says that you're just you're too brilliant to, to you know, your, your stuff's already pretty oh, much well okay. fleshed out, and he, he takes I, more no. advice than he gives. And plus, he says you have a master's degree, so he's a little intimidated by that. So, all
1: <laughs> oh, right, he's so nice. I he he throws his stuff off of me because um, I'm really mean. <laughs> That's why. And so, I it's so much easier for me to, you know, this probably as a writer. Of course, it's so much easier to edit yeah. somebody else's material. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Um, like I care more about his material than my material because uh, a bunch of my material I'll never, a bunch of the things I say I'll never, I know I'll never say it again or use them again, and I I often just don't care. To I often just think, ah, well, that was just a moment in time, and we all shared that fun experience together, and and you know, I uh, but Tim really, his jokes are easy to craft because. They're not easy, but they're, you can edit them easily because he also speaks and writes in complete sentences, whereas sometimes I just make, like, I'll say half a sentence
3: uh, okay. and I don't even
1: finish the sentence. Or then I go into some rambling tangent or I'm more concerned about whatever character I'm playing in that joke. So I think it's just easier to edit his. Um, and, and mine, too, is I just have such a bad attitude <laughs> <laughs> that it's difficult <laughs> to edit them, I think, but I do when I have to. And then here's the deal: is I edit them, and then I hate myself because <laughs> I realize I've been doing it poorly for too long. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's <laughs> so, funny.
1: It's yeah, but he's being kind. Um, he he probably just doesn't doesn't let me bounce things off of him too much because he he's afraid he'll get his head bit off or something. <laughs>
0: Well, that's what her wife. Probably self Yeah, um, it's funny because I talked to uh, Christina Pazitsky a uh, a couple of weeks oh, ago, and she's married to Tom Segura. So um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is the second uh, comedy couple I've uh, spoken to in a matter of months. But one thing I, I think we can all agree on is is Tom, Tim, and me—we're uh, all married up. So. Yeah, um,
1: t- t- Tom, Tim,
0: and. And me, we all married up. Yes. So, so, um, you,
1: you. I thought you were married. I am.
0: I said, "We, uh, then, and me. We all. i married up as well." <laughs>
1: what? Since the last time I talked to
0: you? No, no. I've been married for twenty three years. Twenty three years. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Your
1: voice—you have the voice of a of a teenager. You—oh my god! Do you suffer from young voice syndrome, like I? I
0: do? I, I may I, I may, but um, have you seen that thing on Facebook where you you put your your picture in and it tells you how old you are, how old you look? It was, no, it but
3: is, I, I like this game. I it mean. was it was all the rage
0: for like two days, and I put my uh, wife's picture in and my picture in. I came out as fifty-seven, she came out as twenty. <laughs> And she did oh it, yeah. And she did it. And I'm I'm 49. I just turned 49. And she uh did it. And she's uh a year younger than me. And she uh did it with several pictures. the The oldest she got was 27, and uh, the youngest I got was 47. So yeah. Uh, oh no.
1: but, you know, oh, you're, you have a really young voice, though. So. They should
0: have they should oh, have that they should have that app on Facebook. How young does your voice sound?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There that, you go. That, I like that one. That sounds
3: good.
0: Well, all righty yes. man I think oh that's guess. a good place to not I was gonna say, it's a good place to leave but with our microphone problems and all but I got loads and loads of good stuff uh, for city pages here and um, of course the podcast will drop in a few weeks too and as always hope to see one or both of you uh, in Cincinnati sometime
3: ciao
1: Yes, I. Um, and you've been going up and doing some comedy
0: still? I was. You know, it's funny you mention that. We're, they're doing Funniest Person in Cincinnati again this year, and I decided I'm probably not going to do it because last year a bunch of my coworkers came and supported me. So I had like a dozen yeah. people, and it's it's based on the judges' vote and the audience' vote. So I figured, well, okay, yeah. I, there's at least 14, 15 people that are going to vote for me, yeah, a couple of the comics I know, hopefully, and all my coworkers who came, about 10 or 11 of them. And I still couldn't get out of the first round. So, and it's you know (laughs) I realized stand-up's really not my vehicle. Doing this is more my vehicle. I can you know record dumb skits and things like that, and you know more radio-esque kind of things. I mean, I have a few things that are good for stand-up, but I would much rather craft these dumb little skits and do fake news headlines and all that other stuff. uh, You know, and talk to comics. Mm -hmm. Then, so but yeah, Yeah. but you guys should come to boo Mm -hmm. the 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 the, um, comedy festival. Yeah, I'll I'll have me and me and will put a bug in uh, Kurtzey's ear. There, he's the guy that organizes it, and we'll get you guys down here.
1: I will. All right, awesome. I will. And Michael Keith is uh, one of our roommates too. Now, and I think
3: he does that festival.
0: I think he's been there too. Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, terrific. We'll get we'll get this ball rolling. Well, great. Well, good talking to you again, man. Thanks for taking the time, even with all the uh, technological problems we had here.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Hey, PF, could I clarify one thing? Yes, ma'am. Now that I can hear you a little bit. Yeah. Um, did you say there were a lot of comics or not a lot of comics from Wisconsin?
0: No, I know, I know. There, no, I know a lot. I know a lot of comics from Wisconsin, just from having. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. There's
0: a lot of them there. Yeah. There. And off the top of my head, yeah, I know I'm glad you, Tim, Jackie Kassian, uh Pete Lee. I guess is from near Madison. And there's somebody else I just talked to recently that's also from oh, there.
1: um. Uh, Andy Smith. Andy Smith, uh, that's, right. Yeah, that, that's right, yeah, that's right, that's who I just
3: spoke to, yeah. But,
1: yeah, and the, the um, impressionist, um, oh, famous does the NFL impression.
3: Oh, Frank Alando. Um, yeah. Yeah. And
1: the Zucker Brothers. And, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, there's so many, it's really crazy, um, there's more than I, than I even know, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, Kind of shoots them out and they all leave. I guess Ohio people kind of do that too. But
0: okay, well, um, good talking. To you. I got my wife on the other line here, so I got I got to run.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm well, I'm at the garage, so oh, perfect. I'll talk to you soon. And thanks a ton.
0: Thanks, Mary. Bye. Yep.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks again to Mary Mack for being on the show. You can catch Mary Mack uh, in Minneapolis uh, actually the week that this drops, so you'll have just missed her by the time you're listening to this. Uh, her husband, Tim Harmston, and her spent a lot of time in the upper Midwest this time of year. So go to marymackcomedy.com or go to Tim Harmston's website. And it's timharmston.com and uh, they often uh, perform together this time of year because they are uh, together in the upper Midwest, so you may be able to catch them uh, somewhere in the Minnesota Wisconsin and so on area and uh, I do advise that they're both hilarious both very different in their comedy stylings and you'll know, you enjoy them both, they're, they're such a fun couple alright, so let me see the usual credits of course original music composed and performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me, PFJ recorder logo designed by Dan Coble, Dan and Megan's podcast The Queen's Gambit, they're retooling it they're going to expand beyond talking just about the TV series Arrow, they're going to talk about other I guess, uh, for lack of a better word, cult shows or shows people would uh, binge worthy shows, is that one a word we're saying now? So look for that. That is at the, I believe, com. I think they're building a little studio down in their basement. I'm very jealous, as I have to sit here in my family room and do this and then quickly clean up all my equipment before my wife yells at me. So uh, anyway, good luck to them. With that, we'll keep you posted on when their uh, podcast reboots, I guess, is the uh, is the word for that. Okay, so let me see. I think we have covered everything. Okay, I think we covered everything there. As I said, uh, Pat Francis will be on in two weeks, uh, June, I believe, 6th or 7th, whatever that Sunday is, that episode will drop. It'll be your favorite band with Pat Francis. And gee, I wonder who he'll talk about. If you know anything about Pat, you know it's going to be cheap trick. I don't have to tell you that. And uh, we are now up to the hottest record in the world. And uh, this is from a band called Alvay's. All these, of course, have uh, a one big advantage going for them. They're from Canada. And, of course, as regular listeners know, I love just about anything Canadian. So there's a plus right there for you. But Alves are off of Toronto, as is friend of the show, Lights. But uh, Alves, I guess, uh, kind of got their big break touring with uh, The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, as well as Peter, Bjorn, and John, two other groups I like. And uh, I discovered them. Actually, BBC Radio 1, a couple of months ago, I think, was playing the song Next of Kin. So I went back and uh, discovered the album. It's a really good album. It is. uh, It kind of sounds like stars who are from Montreal, uh, that kind of AAA dad Rocky thing we discussed earlier. So it's no surprise then that Alves have the hottest record in the world with Archie, marry me. So long and thanks for listening.